Hey everyone, welcome back to First Year in Medical Device Sales. And today's episode is actually going to be an episode I recorded as my one year reflection in medical device sales. And so this was a one I did when I was in the process of being a rep. I had just broke in, spent my first year, and then I did a reflection video. And I wanted to share this with you all just to show you're not alone. See what I went through my first year, my tips to you guys as you're going through your first year, because I know it's definitely a learning process. And so I wanted to share this with you all. And I just wanted to say again, thank you so much for all of the support. It's been great to see how many people have already started listening and seeing everything. So if you can press that like and subscribe button and if you guys can put a five-star review, it does help us grow this channel. Um, but I wanna just say thank you from the bottom of my heart. Really appreciate having you in our community and hoping that these podcasts are extremely helpful for you. One year, one year reflection, one year in medical device sales. It has been quite the journey. I look back on my first couple of videos that I had and it's just, it makes me laugh about like how much I've grown, um, just how much I've learned, how much I've had to uh, just deal and adapt with and and overcome. So it's it's been a great journey. Again, like everybody knows, I came in as a full line sales rep. I have a quota, I did all that. So it was just a big, big learning curve. And you know, if you watched my first video a couple of weeks in, I thought my head was gonna explode. I was dying, three months, still kinda like rough. Six months, okay, I was starting to get the hang of it. Nine months felt pretty good. And, and now I can sit here and say, you know, being a year in, there again, you're always learning. You're always gonna get new things. I'm always going to be looking back and be like, okay, I could do this better. Or just have like situations with, you know, that I'm in with a new sale, new uh, contract, everything that I'm always gonna be learning in this division and also in this industry. So that's great. But there's just, you just overcome so much. Uh, and especially just like to see where I was um, not knowing how to put deals together, not knowing how to really do anything, uh, not even knowing how what a dropping a tray is, and now to where I'm at, uh, now performing and and just growing, and again officially out one year. So it's just been a lot of fun to see that growth. But let's go into some of the tips I can give you guys. So when I'm looking back at one year, these are the things I've really learned, and I and I've probably stated them before on the podcast, but I really just want to go over. This is like my one year reflection of what I've learned during this last one year. Um, number one, million different hats. And I've said this so many times, but like literally you wear a million different hats. You are, you know, even just today to give you an example. So I traveled out here last night. So yesterday, let's play it back. Tuesday, I ran trays and ran equipment to all my cases. Wednesday, I was covering cases. I was returning emails, getting set up meetings. I was uh, traveling, got here had to send stuff from where I'm from to here. So FedEx traveling, making sure that I'm getting stuff signed up or set up, got meetings set up today to go meet with new doctors, going to go put on a breakfast slash lunch um, here in a little bit. Then I will be going and covering the case. I will be meeting with the directors at that facility. Then from there, we'll be running back to FedEx, shipping stuff out, going to my car and then driving or flying back. Um, so again, that's just like a little stint, but like basically what I'm saying there is you're doing in-services, you're doing selling, you're doing lunches, you're doing case coverage, you're doing like a million different things. And I just never knew this job would ever require that much, right? Like I thought it was like, okay, I'm just here to sell, right? No, you're not here to sell. You're here to do a lot of different things, plus sell. 
right? So there's just a bunch of different things, a million different hats you're gonna be wearing, a, different, uh, a bunch of different responsibilities that you're gonna be doing especially when you're a full line sales rep. So now I can push this to the associate, right? If you guys are the associate sales rep, you're probably not wearing as many different hats, but you're still going to wear a lot of hats, right? Like you're going to be case coverage. You're going to be running trays. You're going to be picking up equipment. You're probably going to be help setting up a lunch. You're going to be, you know, you're going to be doing all the helpful things. But then <clears throat> once you break in as a full line sales rep, then it's like, you're responsible for those lunches. You're responsible for prospecting, finding the new doctors. You're responsible for everything that happens, even with your associate. If there's a problem with the associate, you're the one who gets called in to go deal with it. Um, so there's just a bunch of different things. Um, me personally, I don't have an associate uh, just with my territory because like I said, it was underperforming. So they're not going to put a, an associate in with it. So I, I do everything, which has been great. That's a great learning curve for me um, to just again, get my stripes being the associate and also doing everything else else. So that was number one is just a million different hats. And I can't put that off enough. Like if you guys think you're going to just be doing one or two things, you're not, you're going to be doing a million things. So just add that in right away. Number two, you're going to be putting out fires. You might as well just go buy a fireman hat and just be ready to have a hose and put out fires. And I, and I joke around about that, but it's the reality of my day is I am just putting out fires all day long. I'm putting out where, you know, like um, when there's problems that arise, pricing that arise, doctors want better pricing. And then it's like, okay, then now the case got changed. Now, you know, like here's a reality. I, I've mentioned this on the podcast before. There was one time I'm here actually in my other state, but I was here in this other state. And within seven minutes, seven minutes, I got... I think it was three phone calls, seven emails, and I was at the case. The case I was at just got pushed back two hours, which was gonna be very close for me to even stay for when I even traveled out there because my flight was leaving. There wasn't another flight for the night, so I had to take that flight. So I'm dealing with trying to make sure everything's set up. They could run it if I need to leave. Then I had three phone calls. One phone call was from my manager about an account. One was about recall of equipment and the other one was about a prospect that I had to take care of. And then the seven emails that came in all from made a sale, which was great. Um, three cases got added on and I'm not there. So I'm having to call my associate to go run cases or run trays to get the cases for the next day because the surgery scheduler at that time for this account didn't let me know and there was a miscommunication. And so then I'm having him run around. I'm having uh, accounts have questions about pricing and they're wanting to set up meetings. So we're setting up meetings for that. I have an account wanting to place an order where they need equipment ran to them um, for like disposables. So like, again, that, I'm just showing you like, that was literally like a seven, probably like a 10, 15, 20 minutes of dealing with everything. Like just high stress, like, holy crap, what is going on, right? Dealing with like literally, all those topics could be one thing you just sit on and you kind of work on. And it literally all came in within minutes of each other. And you're trying to deal with all of it. And they're all, again, and that's the other thing. It's not like it's just like, oh, I'll just put that off to tomorrow. They're all high priority messages that you need to get back to. So just again, million different hats that you're going to be coming into, but then a fire firefighter, you're going to be putting out that. And then also once you get in, you know, like I tell this all the time, Sometimes you go in and the staff loves to see you. Sometimes you go in and the staff does not love to see you. So you're dealing with that. There's sometimes like I've dealt with accounts that, you know, they don't want me there, you know? And, and when I say they, 
there's like the staff or like, you know, like management, like, and when I say they don't want me there, it's not like I'm not allowed or anything, but they're just like, they don't care everything. Like I've literally, I've told this story before, but I've had an account where I showed up, I had a brand new doctor going, my insert that they own, like they own the equipment was missing. And the lead that's like in charge of my division was just like, oh, that sucks. And I'm like, well, now we can't do the case. And she's like, yeah, I know that sucks. And I'm like, well, you're going to buy a new one today. And she's like, well, no, we'll see. And I'm like, no, if we need to go to the higher ups, we'll go to the higher ups. That's fine because you just cost me a case. You just cost me a doctor. You just cost me, you know, like, I, again, this is where I tell people you're dealing with people who don't really care because it's just you, but you're like, at the end of the day, that's my paycheck. That's my livelihood. That's my business that you just screwed up because you suck at your job. And I get really passionate about that. I get really pissed about it because there's what there I've learned about this industry is like, there's so many people and it probably, again, it's everywhere, but there's so many people who suck at their job. And there's so many people who don't give a crap and don't care about what they're doing. They're just there to collect a paycheck. So when you're there to go like go above and beyond, they're like, they don't care. Um, and, and they actually find you probably more of an annoyance because they're like, well, we don't want you here. We like someone else, or we don't want to put in the work and you're asking us questions to actually make us work. So that's just putting out fires. And so again, they made this, I made the sale, they bought it because <laughs> they were going to, um, or they were going to find the insert within the day. And I wasn't going to wait because they just cost me a sale. But like, again, that's another fire, right? How, how, how do you like to show up? You promise your doctor all this stuff. And then they don't even have it. And then the doctor's mad because now the case is pushed back. And luckily they had older equipment, but then the older equipment doesn't work like the new equipment that we have. And so then they're, they're like, well, this isn't as good. And so again, there's just all that different stuff that comes with it just to keep in mind, right? Like that's just a one example of a fire that you're putting out in the day. And then there's like, there's, that wasn't the greatest day. I remember it. There were several other things that didn't go great. So again, there's, there's always putting out fires and how you go. Um, number three, this goes back to everything over communication, right? Like I said, some of the surgery schedulers, like just to give you an idea, last week I was at an account about 40 minutes away from another account and I get a call and they're like, are you coming? And I'm like, coming to what? And they're like, coming to the surgery for this doctor. And I'm like, when is it? And they're like, right now. And I'm like, nobody told me. Like the first off, the surgery center is supposed to call me and let me know about it. And they're supposed to confirm to let me know that there's a surgery. And then the, the surgery scheduler for the, the physician is supposed to call you, right? Nobody had let me know. Um, and they're like, now the account's having to go by themselves. The doctor has to go by himself, which he was fine. But again, it's like more of the, the point of like, I, and they were like, well, we told you about it. And I'm like, no, you didn't. And they're like, yeah, we did. It says we did. And I'm like, well, that's great that it says it did, but I've not missed a case for you guys yet. And it's been a year. You think I'm just going to lie and say, no, I've never showed up, but yet have showed up to every other case, whether it's at the break of dawn or at late evening. And they're like, huh, come to find out this patient was scheduled for sometime in September. It canceled. I had confirmed the one in September, but it canceled altogether. They did not reschedule it for me and they canceled it and then they rescheduled it, but without telling me about rescheduling it. And then the surgery scheduler for the physician usually emails me every week. She didn't email me that week and then we got to where we were. So again, that's just like over communication. So now I made sure that like every case that's ever scheduled, both need to be emailing me every week so I can be there so I can help support. Um, and just everything. I, I say that with every account, even when I'm going in and I'm talking with accounts, I'm sending emails with everything we talked about because I promise you this will happen. You will agree on something. You come back two weeks later and they'll be like, I never said that or we never discussed that. 
because they have a lot of like these people have a lot of other things going on but then i then for me or if it's like equipment that i drop off take a picture of every piece of equipment because this has happened like even that account that i just told you who um lost my insert i brought in a tray because they were out they didn't they needed to get new equipment right and so i brought in a second tray well I have a hand piece that goes in my tray to put our disposable and to do the, the removing of the specimen. It was not in my tray when we opened it. And then they called her. And then her first thing she says is, did the rep bring it? Cause he probably didn't. Well, I just went to my phone and said, well, here's, here's the address. Here's the time I dropped it off. And you can see that this is your facility. And that was yesterday at four o'clock. And you can see that hand piece is in there. So I did bring it. You guys need to find it. It's simple little things like that that's just covering your butt that's going to make the world. And then also just with your, you know, surgery schedulers, with your OR directors, with your staffing, just over communication because it, it's just tough. Like even with me, like we have a, a tube that we put in a um, a drape that we have. And, and I literally said like this the other day, but I literally said it to the scrub tech five times. Make sure that yellow tubing, the yellow tubing goes into the drape, falls into the drape. Okay, I got it. Five times I said that. Gets the yellow tubing, throws it right on the floor. Now it's not sterile. Right? Like it's stuff like that, but it's like I over communicate. I don't know what else to do with them. And then they're like, oh crap, I should have, you know. So like I just say that you guys have to over communicate to everybody, the staff, your teammates, your com like everybody, because over communication can never hurt you. And and even when you over communicate, like I said, told her five times, still nothing, right? Sometimes you can over communicate and they still don't get it. So again, the more reason I say over communicating is just to protect yourself. And that's something I learned is, you know, like there's a lot of things that will go on with a hospital system, even within your company, right? Like that there'll be like, where's this stuff? And, or did you ever drop this off? Or what did, you, what did we say like three weeks ago? Right. And so every time I stop at an account and we have a discussion, I send a follow-up email about what we talked about that day um, and, and hit every point because then when I come in in a couple of weeks, we can bring that back up. I can show it. And I can't tell you how many different times that's happened where they're like, we didn't talk about that or I don't think we did. And I, I show them in the email here, this is what I sent you three weeks ago where telling you that we did discuss it. And then they're like, oh, okay, yeah, right. Like people forget, I forget too, but I have to write it. And so again, just documenting everything. So when those times do come up and they're like, no, we never did that or you never said that or you, you didn't bring that equipment in, you can cover yourself. Um, so that's that's been a big thing that I've learned over this last uh, this last year. Number four, this is a big one. Control what you can control, and uh, this has been something I've been a lot better at the last like three months. There's a lot of like I said, <clears throat> fires that come up, headaches. There's stuff that's out of my control that a lot of times I can't deal with, but I'll get stressed, I'll get you know anxious in there, and it, because again, like I said this to everybody. It starts when you when you when the results start going down. That's your livelihood. That's your quota. That's your um, paycheck that's getting affected. And so, when there's things that's out of your control, it can be frustrating. But also, you got to get to the point where, like for myself, it's like, well, what's going to be what what good does it do to be mad and upset about this? Because I can't change it. It's like a lot of times when it's like corporate, I'm not changing that. You know, I'm just going to have to roll with the punches and find out. Even even if there's a problem that I can fix, I can shoot the email, but like if it's going to corporate, like corporate's not quick. So a lot of times it's gonna be a day or more, you know, before it gets fixed. So it doesn't get do any good to get all upset, 
freak out, get mad. So just taking a day at a day at a time, um, which I mentioned at the beginning when you guys first start, because there's just so much to learn. But just controlling what you can control, because there's going to be a lot of stuff out of your control. For example, there's been times you walk into the OR and they're short staffed and they don't have what they need. They you show up and they thought they made an order. They didn't make an order and now they don't have equipment. Luckily, if you come prepared, you'll be fine. But like, there's just so much stuff that's over your control. And, and the big thing I should even say is like right now, everybody's facing it. So it's not just us. Supply chain. Supply chain's all backed up. I'm selling equipment. We can't get equipment because it's not even made yet because it's overseas. And now they're having these shipping problems and like, you know, like there's stuff for us, equipment. It's like, hey, you, you might make the sale. It probably won't come in for another two months. You know, like, that sucks. What can I do about it? Right. And I'm going to have my accounts mad because they paid money for it and they want it now, but I just have to be honest with them and say, and then again, if they're upset about that and just again, I'm so sorry. I apologize. Is there anything I can do in the meantime? Like here, I'm going to, and then going above and beyond to help them, you know, like make sure that they have everything that they need until they get what they, they purchased or what they need coming in. So just again, control what you can control, control your attitude. That's something that's always in your control. And that's something that, again, these last couple of months, I've been trying to focus more on because like I said, during the last year, it's great, but there can be those days, those weeks that just get frustrating that it's just like you get mad and you're in like, and, and it can just push you down. So you just got to make sure that every single day, smile, be a resource, do everything you can. And at the end of the day, as long as you can say you did everything, that's all, that's all that matters. And then number five, how am I feeling? Like we're one year in. And this is where I would just say, you know, at three weeks, I thought my head was going to explode, explode and, and so forth. Right. At one year, I feel very confident, you know, like, and that's why I told people, I always joked around with people when I broke in, I told myself, I just came in with the mindset that the first year is going to suck. And when I say that, that doesn't mean like negative. It just means like, I'm going to learn so much. I don't know the world I'm in. I have so much to understand, to experience before I'm going to actually like be like feeling confident in it. And I'm at that one year mark for myself, I'm there, you know, there's, I'm not scared to go to cases anymore, right? I don't have those nervous uh, um, little butterflies in my stomach when you have a, a big case coming up, you know, going to talk to physicians, you know, it's not like I'm freaking out or doing this, you know, it's just now it's a conversation and seeing if it's a good fit for both of us, you know, so it's just being able to see where you're at in the territory, what you feel like. And, and right now being a year in, I feel very confident. Like I said, I've seeing all my hard work pay off. I'm, I'm now in the top uh, 10 and top, I broke the top five, but again, it's always changing, but I know I'm in the top 10 for my industry or for my division, which again, last year I was in last place when I took over. So again, just seeing all the hard work pay off, I feel very confident, feel very confident where I'm at to be able to do this job, do this position. And, and again, just be able to continue to learn and, and grow this to uh, a bigger, uh, bigger quota, bigger uh, territory and, just continue to see what we can uh, have success in here. But yeah, I just say that feeling confident because this is for those people that are breaking in and they're like a, a month or two in and they're like, oh my gosh, like it gets better. Like I always said, it just takes time and experience. And, and because you're not going to know about certain things that happen in surgeries, like I say that all the time, there's some surgeries when I first started that didn't go great because I just didn't know, but then you learn through it. And now when that same problem comes up, hey doc, just try this, bam fixed right away, the case goes well. So again, <clears throat> just always learning. Um, but I just say that I'm, I'm feeling very confident for you guys, like being a one year in. So if you guys are breaking in or like you're just getting in or you're like learning about it, 
you know, just, just go in with the mindset the first year is gonna be a lot of learning. You're always getting educated. You're doing a lot of experiences and you just have to experience it because that's just life. Hope this podcast was super helpful for you all. Again, if you can press a like and subscribe and a five-star review really does help us grow this channel. It would mean the world. Thank you so much and we'll see you on the next one. Peace.